Hey guys, welcome to the podcast Bridged. I'm your host, Daryl Porter, and I look forward to working with you in attempts to bridge the gap between K-12 education and industry. Now, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast Bridge. Wow. So uh, here we are, episode two. I want to take this time to thank you for tuning in and listening. And I also want to thank you for the response that I got from episode one. Man, what a what a what a great response. Thank you so much for listening. And if you didn't have the opportunity to listen, that is the episode that provides an introduction of who I am and really the the vision and the mission behind why I started this podcast. So Take some time and go back and listen. It's only 20 minutes, and and this podcast isn't going to be very long either. You know, the goal is, if it's just me talking, I'm going to try to keep it anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes. And if I've got somebody on here that I'm speaking with, maybe... We'll push it to around 30 minutes, but really want to get you some information quickly and concisely so that you have uh, just ample time to to mull it over and to have conversations with other educators about it. Hey, and real quick, I want to take some time to give a shout out to Hal Bowman and the Men in Education Facebook group that I'm a part of. Man, Hal is, is extremely inspiring, and if, if you're an educator and you're not following him, I would advise you to take some time to to search him on social media and and really you know absorb the concepts of education that that he he provides he's he's so good at at breaking things down for educators and making sure that that we understand what's important so thank you Hal thank you uh, to the men in education group because of because of Hal and because of this group man a couple of people have started podcasts um, such as Martin Silverman. He's got a podcast called The Second Question. Ryan Scott just started his podcast called The Big Ed Idea. And so you can search those on Apple Podcast as well. Um, those are those are great podcasts to listen to, um, particularly if you're an educator. So thanks to that group and thanks for inspiring and guiding me to really get this off the ground. So really today, I want to focus on just a concept of the narrative that we as K-12 educators create when it comes to advising our students to post-secondary education. And and really what I mean by that is oftentimes, and, and, and I'm speaking personally and personally by experience and then personally by what I have I have observed, oftentimes we tend to focus our efforts on pushing our children towards four-year universities. Now, now what I'm not saying is, is I'm not saying that doing that is necessarily wrong. What I am saying is that we may need to rethink doing that globally. Um, and, and really, I want to focus our attention on an article that I found coming from Forbes um, really in, in, in 2015. So this article is called Why We Desperately Need to Bring Back Vocational Training in Schools. And it was written by Nicholas Wyman. Um, and so, so, so the, the author goes through just a brief history of the vocational education, or, or you may remember it as shop or trade education, um, pre-1950. And then 1950, there was, there was sort of a shift. Um, you started to see 
tracks you started to see, you, you know, schools tracking students. If, if you were really good at math, science, social studies, and English, then you would be on one track. If you were really good with, with, with trade skills, then you would be on another track. However, that didn't tend to sit well with parents and, and educators. And so there was this big push to ensure that kids got the necessary rigor uh, for to, to, to be able to enter into a four-year university. Now, once again, I'm not saying that that is bad. Man, the more rigor, the better, especially for, for every kid. However, the narrative behind that was that we are preparing you, student, for a four-year university. Now, the article goes on and, and talks about the potential downfalls for doing that for every student, not providing rigor, but providing the narrative that every student needs to go to a four-year university. Really, um, not every kid is built for a, a, a four-year university. And, and the article says, for one thing, people have a huge and diverse range of different skills and learning style. Not everyone is good at math, biology, history, and other traditional subjects that characterize college-level work. Not everyone is fascinated by Greek mythology or enamored with Victorian literature or enraptured by classical music. Some students are mechanical. Others are artistic. Some focus best in a lecture hall or classroom. Still, others learn best by doing and would thrive in the studio, workshop, or shop floor. And so I think this is important to understand as an educator um, as we teach really a, a wide array of kids and, and kids come to us and they come to us with what they come to us with. And so, so we have to be able to adapt to, to what their strengths are, to what their passion is, and really what they can be successful at. And, and four-year university may be it, but then again, it may not be. And so that brings me to the question, and really it's a rhetorical question. I want you to reflect on it, but, but what is your narrative? What's the narrative of your district? What's the narrative of your classroom? What's the narrative... Um, of your leadership when it comes to preparing our students for, for post-secondary life skills or post-secondary readiness. Um, and, and, and on that point, I can tell you the state of Texas really has a focus on, on that post-secondary education. And what I mean by that is, and this is going to be in another episode, but I'm going to talk in that episode a lot about the industry-based certifications, but that's part of accountability. That's that's part of the what, what we call the CCMR, the College and Career Military Readiness um, piece of the accountability. The industry-based certifications, if a child in, uh, obtains an industry-based certification, then they've met that indicator. It's, it's essentially equivalent to a, a student making a particular passing score on the SAT or the ACT or TSI or, or anything like that. And so, so there's this push to provide relevant industry-based certifications um, to our students. And so once again, I'm going to ask that question of reflection. What's your narrative? How, and, and I'm, and I'm not necessarily talking about what do you say? What systems, what procedures, what policies and protocols are set up within your classroom, within your building, within your district 
that push students to their potential rather than guide students towards where we think they need to go because that's what we did. Um, a lot of times we, we talk about in order to be successful, you have to obtain a four-year degree. Although I will say here lately, within the past five or 10 years, I have, I have seen that that type of dialogue shift because there's been so many people that have obtained success um, without necessarily getting that four-year degree. Now, once again, I'm not saying that four-year degrees are bad. Man, I've got three of them. And, and, and so they are that that pathway was right for me, but I can guarantee that that pathway, the pathway that I took is not right for every kid that I come in contact with in education. And so our narrative, we need to be very mindful about how we advise kids, how we talk to kids, our mannerisms whenever they talk to us about their desires, because there's not a shortage of stories out there about how a teacher or an educator has deflated a kid's dream because they didn't feel like that was right for them. Even if it was in good with good intentions, um, we still need to be mindful of that. Now, there are many districts, um, particularly across the state of Texas, and I'm talking about the districts in the state of Texas because that's that's where I am, but there are many districts that are doing great things to, to bring awareness to these trades and, and, and vocational opportunities. I can tell you personally, I work in a district where the CTE program has 29 different programs of study ranging from culinary to cosmetology to next year we're implementing an aviation maintenance program, a drone program, uh, engineering. And so there's all kinds of different opportunities uh, for our students to be exposed to. And, and many other districts are doing the same. So, so there is a shift in that mindset, but we've got, to, we've got to continue with this momentum. We've got to continue to make sure that these, these, these vocational opportunities and these trades are, are properly exposed and, and not, we're, we're not just pushing kids towards something that, uh, that we think that, that they need to go to. And, and, and that can be dangerous, particularly with the fact that within the state of Texas, the endorsement is chosen in, at the eighth grade level. And so it is, it's, it's often early and kids switch back and forth, but we've got to make sure that there are systems set in place that if a kid changes their mind, they still have the opportunity to pursue what they want to do. I mean, how many of us changed our majors in college and we're asking kids to choose an endorsement at the eighth grade level. Um, and so when it comes to our narrative, our narrative really encompasses more than just our speech. It encompasses how we advise kids and, and, and how we listen to kids, how, what, what classes we have set up at the middle school level to prepare our kids for the endorsement that they're, that they're going to choose as they enter into high school. And so I ask you one final time, what's your narrative? What's the narrative that you are bringing forth to the students that you're serving in regards to post-secondary readiness and in, in, in regards to making sure that uh, our students are prepared for life after high school? That's it. And so I hope that I provided some information for you as an individual 
to reflect on, to kind of think about how you are, are, are speaking to kids and how you're setting up opportunities for kids to, to be successful in what they want to do and not what necessarily they're told to do. Um, and also, if you are a, an, an educator, I hope this, this information is, is, was good enough for you to bring back to your workplace and, and start having those discussions. Now, if you are a business and industry representative, I really think the information in not only this podcast, or not only this episode, but the episodes that, that, that we're going to have is extremely valuable for you. Um, and, and I want to end with this quick story. Now I have uh, the opportunity to work with, I've got 11 different industry partners with this P-TECH program. Um, and within the, w- one of the programs of study that, that I'm focused on is aviation maintenance. And I've got, I've got a partner that owns what he calls cam aircraft. And it's a, it's, a, it's an aviation maintenance, um, industry. It's, it's, it's a, it's an organization that he started and, and he, and he owns, and the conversations that I have with him, his name is Cliff, are extremely rich because he talks about the instruction that, that we can give in high school in this P-TECH program, in the aviation maintenance program, combined with dual credit classes, that gives a student an opportunity to make a really, really good living, um, and not just a living, a great career straight out of high school. There, that 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 industry is, um, it's 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 booming, and it, even his business is booming. And I know we're in COVID right now, and I know that you're seeing a dip in the airline, but but these private. Um, Air, aircraft owners still need they still need maintenance on on their aircraft and so that's where he's seeing a lot of uh we're seeing a lot of his business and he's looking for students and he's he's really trying to create this pipeline and and so the narrative that we're creating together um we think provides an opportunity um that that is um can allow a student to be extremely successful straight out of high school so once again Think about your narrative. Think about how we're setting up our, our systems and our, and our policies and, and our procedures when it comes to post-secondary readiness. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate the, the time that you're giving me. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you uh, next episode. Be well, and I will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to my dad's podcast, Bridged.